This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. हेलो एंड वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हफ्ता अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं भूलते हैं आई एम गोइंग टू बी योर होस्ट फॉर दिस एपिसोड बिकॉज अभिनंदन इज गैलिवेंटिंग अगेन ही इज इन मोरको एंड इज देर फॉर अ कॉन्फ्रेंस इज डूइंग सम सीरियस वर्क मधुज ऑल्सो आउट ऑफ स्टेशन सो इट्स गोइंग टू बी मी एंड रमन सर फ्रॉम द इन हाउस टीम एंड टू मेक अप फॉर आर लैक ऑफ इन हाउस टीम वी हैव टू वेरी डिस्टिंग्विश गेस्ट विद अस नितिन सेठी He is senior associate editor with Business Standard. Of course, you've read his stories. If you care about news or if you're an uh, avid news consumer, you've read his stories. You've read his byline. Uh, before this, he was working as deputy editor at Scroll, and he was also senior assistant editor at both the Hindu and Times of India. He writes on governance and political economy, and has kept a deep focus on development, natural resources, energy, and environment. Thank, Thank you, you so much, also. Nitin, for being with us. on a day where you have a very interesting story that's come out mm. that we're going to be talking about <laughs> and of course we have rudesh joshi with us he's joining us for the second time very graciously thank you very much i's a freelance journalist he wrote some fantastic stories for news laundry during the elections he's senior he used to be senior editor with ntv india and uh, he's also written a book rage of the river the untold story of the kedarnath disaster and lal lakir recently he was in uttarakhand which is my home state and his home state and uh, he was covering the forest fire there which we should also be discussing this episode is going to be behind the paywall so uh, if you're having issues subscribing then write to us at contact@newslaundry.com our app is not working so please uh, subscribe through our website and if you're facing issues with the website then send us money via paypal to prashant@newslaundry.com i'm going to just touch briefly on some of the headlines of the week and then we can begin talking with nitin andridesh so the hindi imposition debate uh, took over there was a lot of commotion on this through the week uh, the center had released a draft education policy it recommended that students in non hindi speaking states should learn regional language hindi and english of course there was a lot of backlash raj thakre said don't incite us uh, there was a lot of backlash from south india uh, states in south india and then the center tweaked it on monday and now they don't specify languages for students to study uh, there was an incident of an if plane that went missing uh, which was in the beginning there was some uh, lack of clarity on it no like whether it went missing or not and there no, was some it, conflicting it was flying over arunachal pradesh hmm. and uh, and then it disappeared so they this is the fourth day they are they are uh, searching for it hmm. and the the plane is supposed to be accident prone the an32 which is designed back in the 80s and there's been no luck so far mm-hmm. they haven't been able to trace it the world celebrated the world environment day yesterday where un warned of dangers of air pollution delhi i think everyone's made peace we're all like theek hai <laughs> we'll just live with it terrible forest fires in uttarakhand which of course radesh will talk about in delhi the garbage mountain which has become a landmark for you know delhi when you're entering delhi You recognize the fact that you're entering Delhi with that garbage mountain in Gazipur. It's going to be taller than Taj Mahal by 2020, apparently. And there's a severe water crisis in Karnataka. Schools were shut. Um, Five thousand villagers were hit in Maharashtra also. Uh, another story that really made a lot of headlines was Kejriwal announcing free metro and bus rides for women. So that'll be something interesting we could discuss. Uh, whether it's a good idea, bad idea, the criticism against it. A business standards report on uh, unemployment has been proven right the ministry finally after the elections released the data and confirmed that unemployment is at a 45 year high so all those people who were saying this is fake news 
and how this data is wrong and who are going after the reporter and the publication now have to eat crow things in congress are just the same lots of blame game uh, ashok gehlot said that sachin pilot should take responsibility for his son's defeat and uh, the big story was that the bsp and the sp alliance has also broken off mayavati said uh, akhilesh could not help us he couldn't get any other votes akhilesh got angry and said so be it but then mayavati just said in the end that okay it's not permanent so <laughs> we just may have the gadbandan back again uh giriraj singh of the bjp mocked bihar politicians including bjp leaders for attending iftar party i think amit shah apparently rebuked <laughs> him Though I don't know where the rebuke happened. Where was it? Does anyone know where the like well, did it he? It happens. I clearly remember during the UPA time also. Whenever there was something which suits Congress, particularly the reporters who covering the Congress beat used to come out that Sonia Gandhi ne aisa kaha hai. Sonia Gandhi bhot naraz hai. But Sonia Gandhi never used to come out on record. <laughs> so I mean, this is kind of very. So this is just Amit Shah ko bura lag raha hai. Or the reporters who, are saying people who are sympathizers of you know a particular party they come out. And he hasn't publicly issued a statement no. or done anything. This happens okay. Okay. <laughs> based on sources. We have a very interesting letter on sources actually. So it'll be fun to get your views on that. Um, let's start off with your story today, Nitin. That's come out. Sure. Uh, where you've basically said that the Patanjali group with uh, Ramdev's aide uh, Acharya Balakrishnan. Companies associated to him have picked up more than 400 acres of forested common land in Aravalis of Faridabad. So tell us yes. a little bit about it, and tell us the implications of it. So we've all been hearing stories of how Aravalis has been turning into a real estate zone. Began with Gurgaon at some point. Faridabad became the new hotspot. We've all heard how real estate moves and how lands are purchased. I think what we found fascinating was that here was a company which at least uh, pretends and claims that it works largely in the FMCG sector and others has grown rapidly at rates that none, few other companies have. And we came to know that actually it's quietly gone over and purchased a substantial amount of a village, and it's done. the land is purchased is quite fine for a business to otherwise do its job discreetly and not tell people but what we found was the land that is purchased is actually forested land uh, which the supreme court and various other entities have been saying protect protect uh, it is hilly terrain which traditionally supreme court orders and others have said should be protected as such no commercial activity mm. including agriculture is allowed there there was also a restriction on whether these lands can be bought at all or not so in 2012 the state government said these lands cannot be sold particularly in this village because they had mapped out and seen a lot of money was coming in and illegally purchasing land um, so from our record it's the records which are with us is, it comes out that the company through small front subsidiaries and a bunch of real estate dealers in faridabad went about uh, registering power of attorney agreements in different parts of the country to bypass these restrictions on land purchase and picked up lands between 2014 and 15 so this is almost a village you said it's a substantial part of a okay. village it's about okay. 400 acres in a village which i would say is about a third of the village hmm. and this is protected area it's fine. this is legally by supreme court rulings of 2011 these are lands that can only be owned as commons by the panchayat there are other supreme court rulings that say these kind of lands as a ravli should be protected there are other rules and regulations of the forest conservation act etc which say these things uh, these areas should be marked separately as forest even if they're not recorded as such and be kept away from any privatization and commercialization 
Aravlis are um, one of the oldest fold mountains, I think, and they're a very ecologically very sensitive zone. What kind of activities are they doing there? This company. So my colleague are, uh, I mean, Kumar the, Sambhav and I uh, went to the village looking at what they're doing. At the moment, what we could see traces of uh, cultivation that they already begun, mm-hmm. but. Um, cultivation of organic food etc is what they're claiming at least on ground though it doesn't exist on paper beyond those in the company papers they don't reflect those businesses being done uh, what's concerningly problematic is that they've privatized these lands they've cordoned them off hmm. uh, these lands can should not at least by law and regulation be cordoned off hmm. at the moment you do not see too much physical activity on ground which also perturbs the villagers because a lot of them were wondering what would really happen i mean hmm. it's we know from records again that it's a village which is on the cusp of development between gurgaon faridabad and delhi it's where a large uh, very broad highway passes by their roads being cut to that area once that does happen it's is the next extension of faridabad in some sense we've heard these stories of how faridabad wants to extend commercial spaces real estate is always looking for new lands this seems to be like a perfect land if you buy it, buy disputed property there and are able to convert or kill the dispute over time hmm. the property prices escalate so hmm. one could sell it off at huge profits and we've seen records of this happen in other villages in that area where disputed properties in the aravlis were bought and then sold off at great profits so you could earn super profits out of just managing the administrative ecosystem so to say or you could just do real estate development as has happened in gurgaon earlier hmm. raman sir you've covered some of uh, uh, no some this, of this uh, earlier see, Ramdev and his company they had targeted Ravali about 12 years ago uh, so they have been in that area they have been buying land selling it off so i also have the several sale deeds of uh, ramdev when uh, he bought something say for 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 uh, say in, in for a few lakh of rupees and which he has sold it off for crores of rupees so he i mean this area is not new to his company he has been doing it for the past 12 years so going by his past i mean i think you have the latest case of 2014 2015 so i think he must have bought it for the real estate purposes because in all past deeds whatever he bought uh, he also bought hundreds of acres even at that time hmm. and he just sold them off to the uh, real estate companies hmm. which are going to come up with the buildings but after the supreme court case even uh, that land is lying vacant and and in some places i think some construction has happened uh, but this area is very well known by well known to this guy i mean he has been operating here for the past 10 12 years pradesh what is you more see, is, yeah what hmm. is more important is that uh, haryana is one of the states where the uh, where there is least forest cover Huh. it's very important in and aravlis uh, you know there's already been so much damage by mining mining uh, and, and you know uh, i uh, in november uh, when supreme court uh, gave a uh, observation and said that kya hanuman ji in pahadiyon ko uda ke le gaye ye gayi kahan just i mean supreme huh? court also gives kind of a which catch <laughs> those catch headlines huh? so i went there and uh, with a with a baba which is very very uh, i would say very brave activist he took me in the morning 5 o'clock in his mm. motorcycle and i saw and i shot 
the mining was despite supreme court's order it was happening there mm. so what nitin has covered gives you know adds a more dimension people who preach in public domain and say mm. that you know this should not happen that should not happen black money should be you know this mm. should happen they are also doing so no surprising and this these are hourly work as a you know a kind of a barrier to the all all the dust and storm which comes from rajasthan so delhi yeah. should understand that you know it is not that this happening something which which won't affect them so there are two dimensions which nitin has covered which has got a kind of a what should we say chronic capitalism chronic or whatever capitalism, it is clear right case, another okay. thing is about the which the subject we are going to discuss is about the you know pollution and environment mm-hmm. side of it you have also been in in fact speaking of that ramdev on world environment day said that you must treat nature like your mother so just putting it out there <laughs> so today you've been traveling in uttarakhand and uh, this is something that i've also noticed i've grown up in uttarakhand as a kid i used to always go back home to nenital and steadily increasingly when you go back during april earlier you could see the mountains now you don't see anything there's just haze and the menace of forest fire so i want to know one thing first that is it worse than what it used to be and yeah. why like it ha- it because has- we've always had uh, we've always had people burn grass uh, burn forest uh, land for grass we've so always had so while doing so- the story i spoke to some of the finest of uh, you know people experts who who have, who have worked in in this area they are saying the same thing which you said uh, and they say that the fire people have lived with fire and fire is you know it has been there for a long time people have uh, you know dealt with wild animal and every everything but they have not been able or they have lived with fire it has happened at different uh, levels one is that uh, rampant construction has finished all those water sources in jungles earlier very very small water streams used to criss cross the forest landscapes and even if the fire uh, you know people you people also set fire people actually set fire in the hope that after monsoon they will get better grass for oh. their so now there people have migrated more than 1000 people according to official report in uttarakhand are ghost villages more than 1200 nobody lives there if you go in those villages you will find the room uh, houses locked so despite that so much fire is happening because the conditions are so that uh, any tree uh, people bra- blame actually pine but apart from pine also pre monsoon the, there is leaf fall hmm. and the situation is perfect for you know very conducive for forest fire to spread hmm. but you know because of lot of things and th- uh, if you google and you will find that in 2016 the uh, uh, state government had a Uh, disaster management plan for forest fire ha us time bhi bahut hua tha i remember do saal pehle also there was a lot used, of, yeah, yeah. they had also put it on record but mm. if you go there no one is bothered about it but are mm. they natural fires or are no, they accidental fires no they are they are actually uh, not uh, all of them are natural fire but there is no natural fire actually i would say i mean people there is some reason uh, you know the fire starts but the point is that there are situation is such that uh, one i said that there is no moisture there is no uh, water and uh, you know long dry seasons climate change so climate change, change is also like yeah, th- th- that is also there but the government is also so lazy and corrupt that they allow it to happen hmm. you know uh, they ju- they just don't bother about it. if i could add to that yeah. Yeah. i mean something that he must have also noticed uh, traditionally fires has always been part of mountain ecology hmm. but they were controlled by drawing what's called fire lines through yeah. these forests it's a very active job that forest departments and community 
authorities would do before the summer sets in hmm. which kind helps cordon off fires or control them once they get lit off that process has fallen through simply because one of forest departments have become very decrepit um, they do not do the basic essentials then the kind of animosity that exists between the communities and the forest department the communities do not want to work with the forest department actively to do this because they believe the forest departments already taken over the land anyway trouble us a lot the small bribes to be paid all the time why should we work on something that were taken away from us to safeguard so there's one a sense of this is a long history of alienation of forests from people in these hills and the forest management systems have crashed over the last 20 years i think and that leads to the fact that once exacerbated fires happen particularly under harsh circumstances like he's mm. talking about the dwindling springs etc you need more active management rather than what you had in the 80s and mm. 90s and we've actually gone back to the 70s era in Even some sense not- but nitin said is very important i actually forgot to mention that the people are actually very hostile to the forest department huh. rightly so because you know you have been thrown out of the forest you are not allowed to use the forest produce mm. and all this so they wonder like jungle jal rahe theek ho raha hai hame kya hai hamara usme kya stake hai so it is very important that uh, one of the finest uh, you know um, uh, ecologist environmental expert professor uh, um, ajay rawat he told me that there are 350 forest guest house as the best of locations the forest department actually he said he interacted they also know this but they are not doing it because they think so, what they should do is that they should train all the, those unemployed youth and can bring very good workforce which can which can help to improve the uh, you know ecological tourism and also become a force to control the forest fire par unhe lagta hai ki ye hamari authority ko challenge ho jayega kal ko ye sab jo cheeze hain ki matlab koi hum apne why should we allow something so people who have been very closely working in this you know they I mean the irony of this that if you remember uttarakhand is the place where chipko movement happened yeah, yeah. in 2006 we had something called the forest rights act yeah. which was in some sense trying to restore these forest lands back to people uttarakhand has one of the worst records in implementing thing forest rights act mm. and you would imagine a land which actually the state got created out of a movement for jal jungles i mean exactly. you would imagine yeah. they would have been at the forefront of implementing mm. it and regardless of what government we've had there all of them have ensured that people actually do not get reestablished rights so i think this is a huge is missed opportunity forest fire do is it an specific to uttarakhand the problem or no, is it mostly i think it's true across the region about uttarakhand no no government government gave the data government gave the data in the parliament and they said the forest fires have gone up between 2010 and 2017 two point more than 2.5 almost three times across uh, across the countries across uttarakhand is so not the chatisgarh uh, the the top state they had given were madhya pradesh odisha and chatisgarh oh. हिंदू कल्चर एंड इंडियन ट्रेडिशन एंड ऑल बीजेपी विल बी वेरी हैप्पी टू नो आर एस एस विल वेरी हैप्पी टू नो दैट इन सिक्सटीज which i have mentioned in my book there was a movement called himalay basao not himalay bachao after himalay bachao there was a movement called himalay basao hmm. and that was led by rishi balab sundarial who was big rss leader hmm. visionary but where is himalay basao now he said that until you basao himalay until you uh, allow people to live there according to the way they should live in himalayas himalaya won't survive and that's what is happening that's true okay so Uh, we've had a bunch of letters last week uh, some of our subscribers were complaining about lack of enough reporting on climate change and environment in indian media so 
I want to know from you guys, and maybe we can start with Nitin as someone who's been covering environment policy. How do you first a rate Indian newsrooms' attention to issues of environment and climate change? And in your experience, like what have been the hindrances? Do you feel like a newsroom is usually just they just ignore these issues and it's sort of sexier to talk about politics or you know like the BJP Congress whatever? And these issues are sidelined. Yeah. So two questions. So let me take two minutes and. Put this with a little nuance. It's good to look at how a society or a you know bunch of journalists in a particular time in a country report on certain issues. If I was to compare India today with say at the same level of development any country in the global north, we'll find actually we're doing a spectacular job of reporting with, on of climate. reporting with very limited resources. Hmm. Um, individuals who are very motivated across newsrooms mm. and i'm speaking of newsrooms not only in english delhi based media but vernacular press does a fantastic job just yeah. that they don't use the keywords that we like to mention mm. as climate change yeah. but the reportage on drought issues of water resources fights over land you'll find almost every day all vernacular papers are filled with it just that they don't have the keywords that we search for when we mm. talk climate change it, it is a different language our vernacular our dif- regional languages have different representation of the same resource conflicts that said um i think also from the point say 2007 till date uh, our coverage has expanded humongously mm. yeah, i remember it was almost um, funny to be called an environment journalist at that time mm. people would look upon you and saying acha tiger pe likhoge <laughs> and that was the, i mean we used to actually call it tiger porn at times because <laughs> you would only be looking at whether tigers are being born or not okay and we've come a long way i think there's mm. a great sophistication that exists in the writers who write on climate change today and environment in general there is a point where the news reporter stops mm. and that's when we go away from the generics of saying jungle bachao to saying who's cutting it mm-hmm. and i think there all newsrooms face a challenge because at the forefront of this conflict is clearly an in- increased development agenda versus how do you conserve mm-hmm. in a country that wants to grow at 5 to 6% etc etc and the moment it reaches a point where you want to name and say these are the entities these are the individuals mm-hmm. who are doing what they're doing are the then fo- you suddenly find great challenges and we've mm-hmm. heard stories from across newsrooms not only in delhi but regional papers where that's almost impossible it's rare times that we are able to write with complete freedom uh, mm. i've been very fortunate or at least because i moved around i've been fortunate enough mm. to be able to do it hidesh has done a fantastic job i would say people who in the vernacular do this uh, they're far more braver Mm. they risk a lot of uh, danger to themselves as individuals within the organizations that they exist and do this we don't capture it as much sitting in delhi in can fact, we do more yes it, humongously more it's interesting what you're saying because actually when you also look at data of journalists who've lost their lives in fatal attacks it's mostly journalists who've taken on mining mafias in local so most of the resource conflicts yeah, typically most of the journalists who've actually been killed I mean RTI of course RTI activists are there but also most of these journalists are people fact, covering mining mafia RTI, most of them were be doing were doing their RTIs on resource conflicts hmm. this is a true pattern across the country a lot of the conflict reporting that we hear where we find journalists caught in the crosshair we'll find they were also reporting on how resources hmm. were being somehow usurped by one or the other side hmm. in the middle of a conflict so i think we're doing a spectacular job yes um, what we must remember that overall our newsrooms are not capable of doing the deep work that is required on any field in fact mm. i would i mean i'd be counterintuitive to say 
um, because of a huge civic society pressure on these issues as the middle class grows mm. we've done much better on environment than we've done on several other issues like public health mm. it's i think Actually, it's far yeah. behind compared to the amount of highlight that environmental mm, issues get true. i wish it was more i'm not trying that's to say public i should not get more space but <laughs> i think to be fair uh, we are doing a pretty good job and who would you recommend like if you had to recommend like a writer to follow or a publication to follow who would you sort of um my friend hidesha <laughs> to begin with particularly because he does the kind of work i don't do which is going out there in the field and hmm. looking at what's happening on the ground there's very little of that being done there's still more policy work being done there are fantastic small uh, groups like there's um, mayank agarwal who works for monga bay now who does fantastic detailed and almost consistent daily work uh, which is really useful i um who else i think my colleague and I, sorry this might sound like no, i'm no, of plugging for my friend <laughs> but <Must plug. laughs> uh, um this kumar sambhav and ankur paliwal who work for land conflict watch who hmm. map conflicts on resources particularly land conflict land, watch land okay. conflict watch hmm. who very seriously document based on and they retain these documents so you have evidence etc they've become a base where others are using their work to report again on hmm. it um who else let me think of maybe we and nitin and i can't uh, recall the names but he mentioned this uh, earlier and i want to reiterate that apart from the names nitin took uh, the people who are working in ground and mm. mostly we also depend many of many of the time yeah, to we won't be doing half our work without them of, <laughs> honestly you know uh, and uh, some of the people uh, as i go to bastar i wrote uh, an article for news laundry also that is a different thing but that you can correlate here that people who take you down to ground zero show everything put everything their effort and they are never mentioned in the national media um, what we wrote on news laundry article is that these um, star anchors they become even if someone gives you a cue from here and some editor will never say uh, never ask that particular reporter which mayank agarwal once telling me ki sir aap jaate rahe ho wahan story karne aap hamare liye election mein story likhoge bhi lekin dekhna koi wahan ka aadmi hoga jo hamare liye likh sakta hai jaisa wo likhega he rightly was saying waisa aap और या मैं कभी लिख नहीं सकते ऐसा उसने उन्होंने बोला एंड दैट इज द थिंग यू नो बट द एडिटर्स आर नॉट एज सेंसिटिव दैट समवन यू टुक हेल्प फ्रॉम आस दैट पर्सन टू सेंड अ स्टोरी बिकॉज यू नो ही लिव्स दैट डे एंड नाइट यू नो नियामगिरी में जो आदमी वहां पर रह रहा है नितिन ने भी स्टोरियां लिखी हैं वो की है वो जो दर्द को समझता है नियामगिरी राजा की अहमियत को समझता है I mean I don't think what have your experiences been no sorry you were going to say something no I say I don't know if you're distracting from the main theme of the issue but there's something that science has begun to do much better than us ethically that mm. if scientists go into so called the field and mm. take help from people there to understand research on Decide. certain thing they always turn the individuals into co-authors there's a huge effort That's being great. made there mm. i think the time has come the journalism must recognize that Absolutely. we've been far, i mean we judge everyone and we talk about everyone but we've been far behind in saying mm. any stringer or whatever we call them but any individual there who's worked perhaps 40 times harder than you and is going to survive in that conflict while you get out hmm. is essential that they must be turned co-authors in these works absolutely instead of saying we'll pay a stringer 5000 rupees most of the time they won't even take that but it's hmm. essential that they be called co-authors in all our works jab nitin se baat karke main gaya tha i had gone to manipur that was my first trip because he is he has lot of stake and lot of you know love for manipur and all northeast entire northeast so he told me he gave gave me some tips and i went there a 14 year old boy sapam robin hood if i remember his name sapam robin hood that a methi boy was killed uh, by police fire 
was he Methi or Koki? I, I'm just forgetting, right? Whatever. I came back uh, after covering a week that uh, entire story and can you believe for nine months those bodies were after the firing ensued and nine more people, nine or twelve more people died and their bodies were rotting there for nine months. No national media touched it. And those reporters, when you go, how much hostility you feel and yeah, rightly yeah. and home said, Tukya Karega to India say I bat karte. But he told me that you will face this. I face that. But you know, you can understand to story Then if he writes that story. It's different altogether. It's very different. I wrote a piece for Navarra Times and I said, how many reporters would have known Sapam Robin Hood? How many people would know where Chura Chantpur in Manipur? You know, mm. uh, inner Manipur, outer Manipur, how many people will know? And then you say, your India, you know, it stops at Bengal. <laughs> and you don't recognize <laughs> but those. But tell things. us about, uh, yeah, coming back to our uh, reporting on environment. How do you... It's all environment, that's what I'm saying. Huh? All in, people don't... But uh, in newsrooms, how have you felt ki, uh, do editors get the stories that you want to pitch? What are the kind of issues? Are there, is there, or even environment mein kuch hota, like he's saying tigers, you know? Or, yeah, I was or certain lucky, stories I was, that are sexy, like I was lucky that being people a want free, to touch. Freelancer. <laughs> yeah, how tough is it to sort of pitch stories? You know, freelancers have a lot of the, lot of difficulties at different level. But huh. you know, I was lucky that uh, apart from my twenty years, almost sixteen, seventeen years, I was with NDTV. They gracious, they gave me chance to do all these stories. It will be unfair to say that you know I, I had problems in pitching my stories and getting them through. But the problem is that. Some section, wo nahi aapse, but they will feel that unko Delhi ke pollution ki aap story denge. if you give the pollution, Delhi pollution story, they will take it. Dono se usko le lenge, chalayenge, story headline. But if you say that a power plant is in and the problem If power plant is not going to Same problem that Nitin haan, was talking about. power plant in the sector 13 <laughs> Because if you go there, those people, they are so, I mean, Renuka River, I saw, Renuka, I thought that it was like a paste. Paste ka sell up. Because all the company's name, but the ash came out, and he killed the fish, 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 and he And we did the story, and I, I'll say that story was published earlier uh, in uh, Center for Science and Environment, which was Down to Earth magazine, and it was also there. उसके बाद कई लोगों ने फोन किया एचएसबीसी में एक व्यक्ति हैं जो उनको शायद पैसा देते होंगे उन्होंने फोन करके कहा कि शो मी द सीडी आपने जो स्टोरी की थी क्या वो स्टोरी है ये वो बट पीपल डू नॉट अंडरस्टैंड टू शो देम दैट दीस पीपल आर यू नो क्राइंग एंड दे आर कॉलिंग यू एवरीडे एंड देन चलो स्टोरी हो जाती पर फॉलो अप कभी पर दिल्ली में आप करके देखिए तो सब को क्योंकि फिर उनके बच्चे का मामला है रमन सर यू सो बोथ ऑफ देम हैव एक्चुअली टॉक्ड अबाउट कॉन्फ्लिक्ट ऑफ इंटरेस्ट आई मीन इफ if news is mostly run by advertisers and some of those advertisers are corporations, how do you take on corporations that are sometimes at the forefront of... I think... Uh, <laughs> and what's even your story, experience? Your <laughs> yeah. My story, this Goa mining, mm. it wasn't... It was... I had gone for Tehalka mm. and I was there for 15 days. I came back and uh, I had a story. The first draft, I wasn't very happy with the first draft. I did the second and I was pretty happy with the second draft. And uh, I was told that this will go as a cover, mm. but it could never see light of the day in Tehalka mm. because they were coming up with this uh, thing fest. Thing fest, this first thing fest. In Goa. And then I go through RTIs. We got it. They got about uh, I one point five crore uh, from, uh, and my story was sold off. So then I went to first post. Mm. I again went back to 
Goa and uh, then I did all my five six stories in first post hmm. and uh, it had uh, very good impact at that time so so obviously I mean it was uh, the CMs uh, at that time CM Kamath I think I had interviewed him so it was stopped at that time for uh, their personal reasons uh, which I mean uh, later you know several uh, some writers in uh, based in Goa they had written about it and uh, this this is my experience i mean uh, of course i mean wherever there are corporations they try to stop you mm. like he's talking of power houses so if it, it belongs to adani or it belongs to say this uh, ambani's uh, mm. the younger brother in gurgaon i think he was coming up with the power plant so it it becomes very difficult to write about yeah and i think one thing that you point out it's also true that this con- it becomes a conflict between development versus these pesky people who don't want development so that it sort of becomes yeah. that sort of view within the journalism fraternity also there I, are people who then say you know i must also in, turn hmm. the spec- the binoculars on ourselves and i must say environment journalism as is, at least the way i see it as it began was a has been a bunch of very people who want to protect forests etc hmm. and they came from a certain point of view i was part of that point of view i look back at my stories and i'm embarrassed about some of them <laughs> they horribly i would never show them to anyone because uh, we did not have the political maturity i don't think these systems existed in our colleges and our universities in our think tanks to understand how differently to see the subject mm. of environment to let me give you an example it's very fair actually to have this argument saying i don't want this power plant this dirtying plant in my backyard it's a standard global phenomena saying as they say not in my backyard nimbi as they call it is fair to say we are a growing economy we want to provide energy to everyone there's clear proof that without energy no country has developed no country has broken this link between growth and energy therefore you do need to produce a lot of energy that these are conflicts and there's a fair trade off to be made that these trade offs are made openly they made transparently and the governance systems around them are not built on rent seeking and bribery etc that's our role to play but i think a lot of us and i'm also to blame in the way i've written out in, in the past that even i did not understand the energy systems hmm. i did not i mean we went around saying oh this plant is bad that plant is bad and hmm. this thing is bad what i it took me a long period of learning and thanks to a lot of people including some editors who were able to say say you know debate it within your head forget what you write you write mm. your stories but debate it in the head saying if you want to do this you want to have energy you want to have these plants there will be trade offs are those happening equitously so the idea yeah. of equity fairness mm. those walked into environmentalism and environment reportage particularly in india very late mm. i don't think they walked in as much as they do even very today point. and that yeah. brings me to the I mean another example of that in some sense that Hidesh was talking about that you can talk about air pollution in Delhi but you will not talk, talk about similar things elsewhere because it's not so important for the middle class. So one this I think is very essential for all of us as who write on issues of environment to understand how energies hmm. systems work how economies work. I think hmm. uh, we've been also very blindsided. We've come from covering as i said wildlife we all yeah. became said we want to cover environment and we ended up covering just the wildlife we didn't understand forests as you were and you were just, both of you were talking from uttarakhand that forests in india have been lived regions these are not as you know um, old wildlife was used to mm. call virgin forests mm-hmm. these were lived regions where millions of people have lived to 
imagine that forest in that sense instead of that pristine jungle where there's a tiger falling and you have jim corbett at the back of your head i think that all this has led for us to this convoluted way of how we write it's fair to have occasionally step back and say you know these conflicts will happen in an emerging economy we are not the first ones who are going through it all economies at this stage of development have gone through it i would say we've actually tackled it much better than others as journalists i think we have not been trained skilled enough to understand the other argument as much hmm. as we should be i i mean i am particularly guilty of this i think it's taken me a long while to say hmm. there is another side of this That's think about it and yeah. put it there i hmm. don't know if i'm doing it well enough even now but i think the emergence of climate change on the global arena Mm. has forced us to think of things we didn't think because then came in these arguments saying oh the north has developed so much they can mm. continue polluting exactly. is bill south yeah. be allowed to develop yeah. or not yeah. so i think that to my at least in my experience that brought me in a, a deeper understanding than i had of equity mm. environment and resources we need to take it in deeper i think a lot of us want need to study more than we do i was just adding to this thing uh, it is fair to say that uh, you know uh, jo log environment cover karte hain ya jo log energy cover karte hain dono ek dusre ke argument ko samajhna zaruri hai Haan. and it is very important to understand that you know you need electricity to you know uh, but if you look at the uh, i'm just uh, you know limiting my argument to uttarakhand this place uh, or we all are familiar uttarakhand today uh, generates around 4400 or 4500 or say 5000 megawatt 5000 megawatt and 100 dams are operating in the rivers of uttarakhand because mm. i come and very frequently go by heart and you know i i am from the place they are saying that they will build 500 dams more and they are on the papers mm. even if you want to understand the argument of energy i mean this is madness in uttarakhand and uh, one story as editor nitin published in a scroll when he was there they want to build a dam in uttarakhand which will be submergence area which will be bigger than chandigarh city of chandigarh wow headline and I these are these are zones that are they, earthquake haan, it's, prone they, it's, it's a really young mountain that's one also. thing another thing is that you are devastating so much of forest so you know coal hydro nuclear solar all these are mixed bag you know you will have to understand that these rivers hydro will be generated with the water if the river is totally finished if 100 dams are already on the rivers of uttarakhand if you start from vishnuprayag and joshi mat and come to hardwar you know bumper to bumper dams are there they are building more dams on the rivers mm. what we saw in kedarnath and so you know if there is no water in the river how your hydro energy will be generated i think so, in uttarakhand so, so, especially there is very little thinking also like what he's talking about like yeah sure you need energy and all that but some transparency some, 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 some sort of planning the major problem is transparency yeah. so transparency who are getting these projects also with, like who are uh, with in in such secrecy hmm. that we start doubting it hmm. i mean even if it's a genuine energy project and if you're not transparent about it so the journalists start doubting that so that's the problem so if they are transparent about it i think even the energy is is a very well uh, taken uh, argument energy of of course we need energy yeah and all kind of energy i mean hydro or nuclear whatever but but you need to be transparent about it and you need to also do the impact of uh, it you know on the environment that mm-hmm. assessment needs and to be people done. who you're yes. going to be yeah, also sorry if i might add yeah. to ramans again i mean we've been like he's done the, i mean you sh- everyone should read the story he did on that uh, new dam in uttarakhand has been proposed it's, it's mm. crazy sized it's uh, 
immaculately stupid you know, it, it is biggest <laughs> biggest south asia's biggest dam but another way that at least we were unable to look at it till i think or still are unable to look at it again the point that ramans raising you could see the same number of dams in uttarakhand or in the northeast and mm. arunachal as they planned you could just look at them and say you know does it make sense in in terms of just sheer economics forget the environment for a while mm. does it make sense in in the way you've planned energy growth in india mm. and you'd find most of the most of these plans fall apart just pure economic terms now we as journalists particularly environment journalists have been incapable to use that Pins understanding that. to say mm. you can challenge the notion of regional planning of energy etc that we don't have it in place that as ramans rightly saying it's done in strange secrecy based on who will get the contracts in what area etc rather than saying how much do we need in certain area can we evacuate mm. does the grid exist over there or not we can have solar power plants all over and we know i mean so again as an example of how foolishly we went about this prime minister modi rightly said we should have 100 gigawatts of solar hmm. we all started celebrating as environment writers saying oh the bid prices of solar are now coming down it will be 2 rupees 30 paisa per unit now any energy writer in india who has done reasonable amount work at least i know my own colleague shreya in business standard would sit down with me and say it just does not make sense hmm. if you look at the financial viability of this project she used to bet with me saying wait to watch 6 months down the line these half these projects will shut down and that's exactly what's happened now it was my incapability perhaps and very often our incapability of looking at somebody that we generally say oh you come from the energy point you always want energy just to sit with them and say okay explain it from your point of view hmm. what makes sense what's planned energy development in a country like ours I think even if we take that point, you're able to bolster our argument for environmental protection and integrity mm. much more. If yeah. you say economics, growth, environment, all put together, you can see crony capitalism happening in these mm. things, and that's why we had these coal scams, etc. In the past, we've had these scams in northeast on the dams, particularly Narunachal. I mean, Uttarakhand is not, I would say, an exception. Hmm. is part of the pattern is just closer to us so we see it more evidently hmm. dichotomy in uh, uttarakhand is 5000 megawatt you say 44 4500 okay so it's a it's a power surplus state okay and i have a house in uttarakhand and uh, there is no power every day the power goes off so in a i live in a power surplus state which doesn't have power but yeah and it's also more valuable for readers i guess to read an issue from various points of views i'm going to go into a letter by amar akshat who says i've always been curious about the sources sutron ke hawale se vishwasniya sutra <laughs> all the reporters and news channels often claim to be getting the information from it would be particularly helpful if you could have madhu or abhinandan they're not here comment on the life cycles of these sources how they're cultivated and what are the motivations negative or positive for example blackmail versus reward behind any anyone being a source what prevents a news professional from saying that they got xyz from a reliable source deep within the government and cause havoc no you would usually would not want to throw a source under the bus so you you wouldn't like cause havoc also in the bigger picture i think these news professionals who cultivate sources from within the government are contributing to the latian's cult of media a well connected news professional like shekhar gupta has an advantage over someone who has recently stepped into the profession of journalism this also allows governments to seed certain ideas into society without any accountability um having a he is asking if there should be formal legislation which establishes the disclosure of source and validity of claims as basic principles of journalism he's a recent subscriber of nl he's been enjoying podcasts and his full name is 
Amar Akshat. So, um, I'll just comment on one thing and then you guys can maybe just explain to him a little bit up on how sources work. So, no, you should definitely not have any legislation to disclose sources. In fact, you should have legislation to help you protect sources. And you have that in most countries where if you want to, like most, I mean, I'd say at least in the US and all, you can, you the court cannot force you to give up your source. And there have been cases where they fought for, because sometimes there are high stakes and if you're a whistleblower, there's a lot of stakes involved. But sure, I get where his problem is coming from is like what you hear on television ki bala coat strike. Sutron ke se hawale se 300 log mar gaye hain. Fir 200 log mar gaye hain. Fir 400 log mar gaye hain. Small documentary film which you have pinned in your profile, Twitter profile about sutron ke hawale se, how security forces. So I guess for a regular lay person who's reading, watching news, it does, uh, he, there must be some confusion about like and how does this and it's true that the sutra are completely like by next day it's gone like whatever the sutra has said is completely incorrect and the news cycle has moved on to something else so yeah, your tippany on sources Nitin of course sure um, I completely understand your viewers readers anxiety about how we in Indian media use sources I think it's atrocious the way this notion of sources is used but it's not the reporter who should lose the job the editor should <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah. There are standard rules of journalism of how sourcing is done from anonymous people and at what circumstances, under what circumstances it can be done. Mm. It Naturally, one would have a smell, a bad smell about it when you're getting a source to say something nice about the government. Mm. Normally, the government would not need it if they had documentary proof to say, look, we've done such a great job. Mm. You would find them dishing it out to you morning till night. Yeah. So one, there's a simple challenge of saying, if you've got a source saying something great the government is doing, why aren't they coming out and doing it? Mm. Two, that said, I think sources play an incredible role in good journalism. Yeah. Um, I think all of us here would vouch. Yeah. Whistleblowers are the ones who help us understand how the systems work, particularly when we're looking at political governance and not going out only in the field, but looking mm. at how big systems work and how governance operates. They are the ones who show us, and I'm, I can vouch for it, I wouldn't have been a tenth of a journalist except for the whistleblowers who over time have taught me, shown me how the system works. The only other place I would uh, learn from is perhaps the old uh, Hindi novel Rag Darbari. <laughs> so I think uh, a fantastic way of doing journalism is finding your sources, having the system in place to say when the source is used, corroborate it twice or yeah. thrice over. And if your story is carried and if it goes wrong tomorrow morning, I think both the, uh, the editor and the reporter's head should be on the block for it. And that's a fair risk because that prevents us from going overboard, overexcited. Mm. There's a fair chance that in journalism in 10 years career or five years career, I or somebody else will make a mistake at times. It's the editor's job to judge saying whether this was a legitimate thing or is there a pattern of where I'm just using a mm. random thing called source to say whatever yeah. I want to. I think also that um, one thing is that sources not, sources just only point to news and then journalists' work doesn't stop at just quoting a source. You question, you look at like your work starts from the information that you get from a source. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, tell see, me. see, the thing is these days everything goes in the name of sources and this is how it became very uh, it's a very sad state of affairs but sources are extremely important i'll just give you one example 1990s isro spy case very important case there was huge pressure on the cbi okay huge pressure political pressure on the cbi and the cbi was not getting any headway they wanted to file a closer report now first 
in CBI, they give a closer, you need to understand the system. So if, so I was covering CBI, I think I was with an express or pioneer at that time. So I, so my sources, so one source of mine, senior person, he called me and he gave me this story. And it was completely source-based story. You can't do anything about it. What was the it? closer mm. report was they the CBI wanted to file a closer report. Mm. They had submitted this closer report to the legal department so that the legal department once vets it and they will give it to the they will submit it to the Supreme Court. Now, now and before the political pressure comes on them, they wanted this report to be out mm. in the paper. So they chose me to report that. Okay, so I insisted that I need to see the close report. I need to read. You don't give it to me, but let, let me at least read. They said you should not be quoting it. Better. So I said, fine. But at least let me read it. And let me take just one quote. So verbatim. One quote I wanted. So they agreed. So I went through the report and uh, I came back and it was completely source-based story. And I said, go ahead. Uh, my, uh, I mean, if it is wrong, then I'll resign immediately. Yes, I was taking responsibility for it and I was very sure about that story. So this turned out to be a very big story. Big story. I mean, it... it, it uh, also, like, you didn't just say that sources have said, you know, you your reporting started from there, you went, you checked, you corroborated. No, 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 so no, 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 no. Hmm. I can't say that I have seen that report. No, no. Sources. <laughs> I can't no, say that you, because if I say that... But as a journalist, you did your checks I as much as you... That, I that's did my checks. Also I, peculiar. I, I think the, cha- the, the security beats hmm. provide a very peculiar challenge in India, yeah. particularly. It's a very difficult terrain. I mean, I'm, I, I really don't envy the chaps <laughs> who have to cover it and retain because you do not have any say we compare ourselves to the global north of how information flows we know in indian government information does not flow in the standard processes Mm. in the defense and security regimes it does not flow at all Mm. so you are dependent a lot on sources it takes a lot of instinct to know who's saying what and why and to put things together at the same time i think it's valuable to understand uh, as because your reader particularly said do you know why your source is telling you something (laughs) i am I mean, I particularly don't care. Mm. As long as I can validate the information, I can say yes, whatever he or she has provided me is true. To what purpose it goes and who gets hit and what are the consequences. As a journalist, Mm. my job is to get the story out. Mm. I am not looking at what is the intent of the whistleblower. It may be malicious, it may not be. As long as I know what I have is Is, true and and it's true in a larger context, Mm. it's not that I'm not being fooled into a game. Mm. I think those are instincts you learn over time. You do get bruised once in a while. I agree. I I think Mm. the most notorious sources are the IB sources. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I I have, I mean, uh, I think once or twice even I fell for it. Mm. Okay, and IB sources are horrible. That you need really need to vet anything that they speak, because they themselves the, they, their reports are also are just marked as most secret reports. Yeah. There's nothing written on that. So I don't know if uh, there was an Ayodhya case on which IB had given many notings. So I still have those notings, and the, then the High Court, Delhi High Court, I think had criticized them a lot because the way they function, they don't write intelligence bureau nothing. So they, it's just on a plain paper. <laughs> on the top, it is written most secret. So that you have to be very careful. But don't you think, mm. Raman, the challenge is really for the editors of a news organization to say, I will not accept of this. Course. Fine, yeah. if a competitor goes ahead and does this, I am just not going to use this. Absolutely. With the IB story, I, 
I ask a thousand questions and then of I, course because reporters are also excited uh, like uh, 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 as a television reporter you know up uh, print ki baat kar rahe hain the work happens more in a structured manner they, they are more structured journalists than यू नो टी वी में लोग बहुत मेहनत करते हैं बहुत ज़्यादा मेहनत करनी पड़ती है लेकिन टेलीविजन में बहुत सुपरफिशियलिटी भी है मैं दंतेवाड़ा की एक बात बताऊँगा वैन यू नो दिस एलेक्स पॉल मैन वॉज पिकड अप आई एंड वन ऑफ माई कॉलीग वॉज वेर देयर इन दंतेवाड़ा एंड वी हैड ए लॉड ऑफ इन्फॉर्मेशन सो वट रमन सर इज सेंग आई वी पीपल और पीपल इन डिपार्टमेंट ऑफ ऑल दीज आई वी डिपार्टमेंट दे यूज टू कॉल अस एवरी डे मैन आस्ट वॉट इज हैपनिंग once we told them and some journalist call us back by saying that i be saying this is happening can you verify this so i said tere ko kisne bataya hai bola ki you know un logon ne bataya hai to actually that that information had flown from reporters sources. in the field to iv and the iv has fed them to some other reporters that is also happening <laughs> you know they are so it happens two way sometimes i think what you were referring to this competitiveness amongst publications and media institutions saying oh dusra is breaking story tum kyun nahi lae that puts unnecessary ah, and just incorrect pressure on the individuals on these tough beats to produce something and we fall i think i've been also guilty of it once or twice there are a tremendous pressure that you're saying why don't you have this when the other has it you just crack through and say okay i will not corroborate it from a third source i'll just get it out i think the responsibility does lie largely on the top end of the media institution say this is where we'll stop these are the standards we'll put in place and maybe institution like editors guild and others should take up and say can we collectively put a halt to this misuse of this term as you say source yeah. and i i think it's valuable for us because we're using respectability with our audience the way yeah. we're using it yeah exactly and then even a credible source thing yeah, is even in when fact, we get I it right that, uh, i think after bala court a lot of journalists because the second day they had said yusuf azhar killed and everyone even ndtv mm. everyone ran with that story and he was not and itna badnam ho gaye the sources a lot of journalists were actually like yaar even no, legitimate see, sources will get discredited kai bar kya hota hai kai bar pata chal jata hai usme sources kehne ki zarurat nahi hai are aapko kehna hai sarkar acha kaam kar rahi hai to waisi keh do kyunki you know sometimes what happens but defamation ka case nahi karega i will, <laughs> yeah. I will I, I, this i had i had fight in newsrooms i said we bring stories generally they are critical to sarkar ke खिलाफ होती हैं यू राइटली यू रैगस एंड यू से यू नो ब्रिंग दिस पेपर ब्रिंग दैट पेपर वी आवर सेल्फ आर वेरी यू नो केयरफुल अबाउट दैट बट इफ समन ब्रिंग्स अ स्टोरी सेइंग दैट यू नो सो एंड सो अरुण जेटली या चिदम्बरम साहब या किसी ने कहा इकोनॉमी तीसरे क्वार्टर में उठ जाएगी अब इसमें सोर्स की कहने की जरूरत है आप सरकार कह रही है इकोनॉमी तीसरे क्वार्टर में उठ जाएगी तो आप सूत्र उठ जाएगी अरे कैसे उठ जाएगी टेलीविजन की मैं बात बता रहा हूँ सेम स्टैंडर्ड फॉर स्क्रूटनाइजिंग रिपोर्ट इन फेवर ऑफ द गवर्मेंट एज वी डू ऑफ दोज क्रिटिकल ऑफ द गवर्मेंट ऑफ प्राइवेट सेक्टर वील फाइंड half the tv space is empty half the print space is empty right <laughs> and and then maine bola maine kaha ki agar aapko koi baat aisi kehni hai jaise ki maine giriraj singh ne kuch keh diya amit shah naraaz hain ye to reporter main main bata raha hu i can say this i can go and record to say that i have seen in vijay chow four reporters four reporter of bjp beat or four reporter for that matter congress beat standing there and they make a consensus ki ye story chala dete television mein kyunki amit shah naraaz hain sonia gandhi ke time mein apne samne maine dekha hai hote hue ki sonia gandhi naraaz hain are sonia
सोनिया गांधी ने नहीं कहा किसी ने कुछ नहीं कहा तुम उनके मन की बात भी पता चल जाती है विदेश से आते ही काम पर लगे सूत्र अरे सूत्र मतलब प्रधानमंत्री का काम ही काम करना है तो वो तो समाइम्स आई मीन आप लोगों ने बहुत सीरियस असमानता भी है कि यू नो यू ब्रिंग ए स्टोरी विच इज क्रिटिकल टू गवर्नमेंट Rightly, you have to work very hard because you know they can come back. But you, if you are praising, why do you need a source and why don't you cross-verify that? Is it correct? Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to go to in one more letter and then we can discuss the metro thing and then we can have your recommendations for the day. Uh, so this is by A J Parikh. Uh, he says that since news laundry has started to do laundry of news channels, it would be fun to see if you guys can do a series on TV news channels. You guys can pick one news channel per week. I know Manisha has been doing nuisance, which is sort of a dhulai, but a deep dive of one individual channel would be fun as well. I agree. I think, That's yeah, that could be really fun to just look at how uh, or spare ten five minutes in hafta to discuss one. There can be a series on newspapers like Hindu online portals like Scroll via Quint, YouTube news portals like Lalan Top. So Lalan Top is a website also. It's not just a YouTube news portal. Okay, this sounds. Uh, he likes Hafta. He says keep your superstars like Sorab, Hartosh, Josie, and Manu come regularly. Thank you so much, AJ. And it's a good, uh, good suggestion. Maybe we should mm-hmm. we can focus on one channel. Yes. Okay, Metro free rides for women in the metro and bus. Good idea or a bad idea? I think it's a good idea. Is it political? Like very stupidly, people are like, "Is this it political?" Is. Of course, it's political. It is political. <laughs> I mean, I would say it is political, but uh, I think it's a good idea. But not so much in terms of security. Security Haan. is part of it, but as they are selling it, I won't buy it that way. It's definitely political. I think it is uh, good for their movement. I mean, if they want to be employed, I mean, I think Express had come out with a very good. Uh, this thing edit on this which in which they pointed out that the women contribute just uh, 16% of the total uh, employment in delhi so so oh really yes okay. yes hmm. so i think it was 16% hmm. so 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 considering that i mean uh, if they have this uh, free movement through uh, public transport i think they will start you know thinking about employment Hmm. and uh, also i mean some basic things which i heard that uh, this the maid servants you know who have been working somewhere for 3000 rupees but they are spending about 800 rupees on their travel so they are going to save lot of money so i think it is good it is and 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 it is not binding on those women who want to pay i think one but i guess every who will want to pay so no? that's no, no. when people can shed subsidy and prime minister's appeal on lpg uh, they should do. also buy tickets but there's a bheed bheed hui to i mean why would you want to stand on line you'd rather just then you already have master your smart card ha cards and all that's mm. true I will be nice actually. Those who can pay should. Sure. You know, And I think they should advertise it such also. I'm sure that. What do you think of the idea? Do you think like there's also been a uh, argument that it'll reduce the quality of the service? Do you buy that? That now metro time will not be there. ढंग से जो पहले होता था. I think our metro is one of the best. Yes, we have lot of population, but our metro is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. any international standards. Right. 
Mm. I mean, they are carrying so many people every day from here to there. I really have no view, actually. I don't. I won't say this say, mm. for the sake of saying this, but I agree with that point that if women workforce can be increased, and if there are people who are earning very less, and they can be relieved with this, but you know, political dimensions, but dimension is is there. I mean, you can't ignore that. But if people can get relieved, and you know, because subsidy, to har jagah hi hai. I mean, everywhere, you know, people are uh, the the profession I come from. We get a PIB card. All these PIB journalists who are shouting that they, they all take train subsidies. <laughs> I, I I I can travel. Ah, yes. I can travel on fifty percent. Ah, uh, hmm. I can travel first class AC. I can go ah. to uh, Trivandrum. Aadhi paise mein. Will they say then? So hmm. I mean hmm. that is there. I mean so. Mera koi view nahi hai isme. Lekin which Raman sir said I agree with that. If garib mahilaen aur garib logon ko agar kam karne ka aur jada paisa bachta hai to that's good. What about you? So. I don't have a problem if anything is politically advantageous for a leader who takes a good decision. Mm. They should get political advantage <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah, of the course. question is it a good thing? I think the metric to look at it is from three perspectives. Mm. What you're looking for is easy mobility for disadvantaged sections whether it's women whether it's the poor that travel long distances. There are different formats of discounting available across the world long distance is discounted compared to short distances yeah. there are cities which are moving to make the public transport completely free mm. there is another side to this and i think that's the one where mr kejriwal is smartly avoiding is if you want to give discounts and subsidies at one side rightly so you need to tax the rich now who do you tax in delhi's transport case you obviously tax the people with the cars yeah. remembering that around 11% of delhi's geography is literally covered by cars and car slots that's all it is Where 11% parking? Parking. Like the, okay. when you park all your cars at night 11% of delhi's geography is covered by just cars and oh. we're not paying a penny for it right no. remember mm. all the colonies with jam parks and no fights over fee. parking mm. so if mr kejriwal was actually purposefully talking of management of transport mm. and commuting in the city then it would be a twin prong attack you would say yes free up public transport provide subsidies to those who need it work out mm. a right mechanism maybe it's women to begin with maybe you can say long distance will be done rather than just mm. for women but you would also say put a congestion fee that will compensate mm. for the loss in revenue that you make here now you would also talk about where does the ridership come from we've not got any data either from the government right now or mm. otherwise to say how much ridership of the poor and women happens in buses how much happens in metro how much is pedestrian what are the commuting formats you have if you had this data in front of you you could make a reasonable guess of whether this is going in the right direction or mm. not right now i think um, mr kejriwal maybe it's a good decision but you cannot comment because there's no data out there to tell you hmm. what uh, transport systems benefit? are i mean perhaps having feeder I buses for the last kilometer mm -hmm. would be far more advantageous for the poor because they end up taking rickshaws or autos or for safety also or i think safety. i would feel because you don't you don't want to walk they, you they know the last lesser number that's of feeder where it gets so i would have preferred that mr kejriwal whoever else is and this is true of all previous governments for 20 years in delhi i remember congestion tax proposal came around 20 years ago in delhi hmm. since then every chief minister has been putting it aside including including central government you would say i have this transport plan these are the easy things i can do right now in 3 years i'll escalate to this level the fact is we've all seen in last 15 years you do everything to mishmash around with public sector as much as you can in public sector transport you will not touch the private sector if you remember the debate over brt and everyone cried hue and cry and therefore we've never had any reforms in terms of so again last data set and you can end, i'll end with this saying on a main arterial road 
70% of the road space is covered by cars, each car carrying one or two persons. The buses get about 20% of the road space. Now you would imagine hmm. a transport system that is moving 80% of your population would get additional road space. Cars should have should face a little problem. Therefore, yeah. you should escalate the amount of buses you have, public transport. But you need to have a plan in place mm. and say, over five years, this is where we'll reach regardless of what the opposition we face. I think this is a smart half a cookie job that Mr. Yeah. Kejriwal has done and in some sense. And it's true that, yeah, exactly. Like, we don't know how much safer it's going to make for women because... What one very important... I do feel like one, I do feel that if you want to make a space safer, just have more women there, it automatically becomes safe. So sure, in public transport, if it leads to more women using bus and metro, I do think it will become safer, simply because there are more women. But yeah, it will be interesting to also see like where are the security issues that women face. And I would imagine it's mostly like getting down from the metro and then walking to your house. You know, there's not enough street light or it's dark. That is where I think... One My important thing which Nitin mentioned is, uh, you know, the last mile connectivity. If you, huh, if, exactly. you, if you spend money on that, people will use more this public transport and people need that more. Because mm. if in, in the place where I live, coming to metro station is a, is a big problem. For women also, it's a big problem coming yeah. to metro station. Yeah. So that money also can, you know, be very wisely used to increase the last mile, mile connectivity and that will reduce the pressure on... Uh, but I guess, yeah, there's not much thinking. It's, it's a bit I like... I think it's okay, a smart like cookie just, job like, is done in uh, a sense. You know, this is typically what really smart politicians at times do. Normally, this thing, if such a proposal would have gone through, setting up a bunch of experts, they'll present two or three reports. You can agree, disagree with them. They'll put out data in front for others to comment upon. And then thereafter, the political executive will step in and say, OK, finally, I between the three options, I'm choosing this or that. Now, what that does, unfortunately, is it takes away the onus and the fun from the politician of saying, I've come up with this brilliant idea. So Mr. Kejriwal has come up with this brilliant idea, but you don't know what to judge it by. And he smartly bypassed that democratic process of discussing, putting it out, talking to experts, citizens, presenting the data among citizens and communities. He's the one who started all this thing, saying, I'll talk to communities and I'll take the views on board. But there's no time, right? Elections through that process, coming. but elections are right here. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's still elections. a proposal, I believe. It's, it's still, still a proposal. In the air. It's, it's just a statement right Mr. now. Mr. Modi can club anytime Maharashtra, Haryana and all these elections. So that's where, that fear is no, also how I see it. Around. I mean, this is, if, this is just a proposal. I think in... Th Three months of time, they they're going to seek public opinion on this, and, and uh, whatever builds up, he is going to propose it again formally, and uh, lieutenant governor will come in the. And he may also say, I wanted to do it, but uh, center is not allowing to do it because there is a. I think of yeah, you can play that game also. Uh, Metro is not under him. Hmm. DMRC is under central government. Best thing is what we are saying that the data, all data he gave, I can add also one more data. Almost between 26 to 28% of Delhi is under roads. I mean, roads are there, the geographical area. So when what we should be thinking that reducing cars on, 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 on road and uh, improving the last mile connectivity to Metro last and giving mile more. connectivity will reduce lot many cars you know on the road because then people don't use There's their no car but they take Ola to metro station the car is already uh, always on the road you know you don't but use your car to metro sold it more as a safety thing than ah. a, yeah, that's than smart a, idea yeah. I think safety, yeah. it might I think. work actually we don't know yeah. but it's a smart alecky way of selling it at the moment and there is record of the past 4-5 years of Kejriwal government where on other issues of public transport they have actually been regressive when other authorities have been pushing them to do better hmm. so I don't think they have a clean record that you the can trust have not come the Buses are not there. They've been dragging their feet on several things that court committees and others have been pushing. I think we don't have a clean record to trust them on the face of it. Hmm. So you need more evidence of what they want to do and why 
for us to judge and say well maybe maybe this delhi, should have been the second step he wants it as first because it helps politically but still fine to do delhi needs 4000 buses but they are saying that there is no parking lot so mm. those buses we never have so you know buses <laughs> are very important and That's the true. buses and the last mile connectivity feeder buses but i would agree with raman that as a principle it's a good idea to say how do you discount public transport for the poor and those who need it yeah, i think that absolutely. makes cities more livable for the poor it actually generates better economy it makes economic sense to say mm. and that's the argument again to make saying you take this much subsidy here and you actually generate an economic activity worth the city's worth while the city. so i think that's the way to argue it out in longer run okay uh, before we wrap up just one quick question from with all of you and then we can have your recommendations ready the hindi imposition debate is it such a bad idea to get schools to also have hindi See, i'm saying this because okay i mean of course i speak hindi and i've lived in north india most of the time but it is true that when you See, go to the south also people do get hindi like it is a sort of a unifying you know like somebody in kerala or karnataka will not be able to speak english as much but they will be able to respond to you in hindi you can have some sort of communication in hindi no i so did not it, huh, no i did not take it very seriously huh. i mean this uh, proposal or recommendation because this has been happening since 60s i mean not during bjp ha huh, but BJP. during bjp time we are looking at it you know very suspiciously that they are the ones who are going to implement it again again i don't take that very seriously because if you really want to instigate and if you really want to make yourself unstable in this country i think this is the issue so you can't do that <laughs> so i think i don't take it seriously at all i don't think anything is going to happen on you this you think it's bad to have hindi mere ko main apne personal jo anubhav hai niji anubhav se batao hindi seekhne ke liye main to apne bachcho ko bahut zyada i'm being very blunt main unko bahut zyada utsahit nahi karta <laughs> मैंने हिंदी सीख के आई मीन बट आई टोल्ड यू अर्लियर ऑल्सो एंड यू नो इन इन ए चैनल विच वॉज नोन फॉर दिस इंग्लिश सोवनिटी डिस्पाइट द फैक्ट दैट आई कैन स्पीक रीजनेबली ओके इंग्लिश आई वॉज नेवर कंसिडर्ड यू नो दिस थिंग यू नो दे नेवर कंसिडर मी एज ए रिपोर्टर हु कैन कम इन टू इंग्लिश चैनल सो आई वॉन्ट माई किड्स टू स्टडी फ्रेंच जर्मन इंग्लिश एवरीथिंग हिंदी दे शुड लर्न दिस दे मादरी जुबान उनकी अपनी जुबान है बट हिंदी इज नॉट गोइंग टू बेनिफिट यू अंटिल और अनलेस वर्नैकुलर लैंग्वेज विल बेनिफिट यू दिस माई स्ट्रॉन्ग बिलीफ हिंदी में आपने बाजार ही विकसित नहीं किया है हिंदी में कुछ कवि जरूर हास्य कवि आपको मिल जाएंगे स्टैंड अप कॉमेडियन वो भी अंग्रेजी वाले हैं वो तो हिंदी में तो कोई भी आके काम कर सकता है हिंदी उसके लिए हिंदी पढ़ने की जरूरत नहीं है मैंडेटरी एंड इट शुड बी लाइक दैट मैं दूसरी बात कह रहा हूँ मैं ये कह रहा हूँ कि हिंदी को लेके इतना जो आपने बात की मैं उसी को दूसरे तरीके से कह रहा हूँ उसको लेके इतना इमोशनल होने की जरूरत नहीं है इस देश में हिंदी की कोई इज्जत नहीं है मैंने अपने चैनल में अपने वर्क प्लेस में देखा है कोई भी आदमी आके हिंदी बोल के चला जाता था तो हिंदी हिंदी सीखने कोई भी आदमी आके कोई भी आदमी जिसको जेंडर की नॉलेज नहीं है जिसको ये पता नहीं है यहाँ पर क्रिया क्या लगेगी प्रत्यय क्या लगेगा उपसर्ग क्या लगेगा वो हिंदी आके बोल के चले जाता था और मैं खड़ा खड़ा देखता मेरी बीट पे आके रिपोर्टिंग करके चला जाता तो हिंदी में कभी भी आपको अंग्रेजी स्टैंड अप कॉमेडियन अंग्रेजी वाले हैं जो हिंदी में कर रहे हैं कवि जो है वो हिंदी में बन सकता है कोई भी तो इस देश में हिंदी को लेकर इतना उत्साहित होने की इमोशन होने की जरूरत नहीं हिंदी सीखने की कोई जरूरत नहीं हिंदी तो आपके साथ हमेशा रहेगी रीजनल मतलब लाइक मे बी किड्स फ्रॉम तमिलनाडु और किड्स इन कर्नाटका डू थिंक दिस स्टैंड टू बेनिफिट लर्निंग hindi like will it help them with job prospects or see if connecting with if it will no. they learn it anyway ah, na ha ah, yes mm. if it is going to yeah. help them if it, if it is commercial like english, then why english is such an aspiration like tell you what will help you <laughs> so again um, context my half my family is from different parts in the northeast hmm. 
what we consider languages here are, we have several languages i mean within a 200 kilometer travel i have to negotiate four languages i don't know hmm. uh, kids in my family who know five six languages at times hmm. they negotiate between them very smoothly some of them don't know hindi at all some of them don't know english at all some some of them don't know neighboring cultures languages it's it is purely stupid to do this hmm. in my view it's irrational and even you got to look at the complexity of languages there is no such thing as a simple hindi there is magadi there is i think as roshan uh, from uh, hindustan times did a fantastic story saying how hindi skilled regional dialects or what we call dialects so even this idea of what is a language is a political call what do you call a dialect and what do you call a language mm. is a political decision because dialects overnight turn into languages when the society gets more powerful economically so i think this is plain stupidity to imagine that you'll say i'll impose this language it is good for you please learn it okay, i'm sure people are capable of saying actually, what will help us grow if it was like english is an aspirational language people want to learn it they just want to learn it aur ye ek bahut hi alag bahas ho jayegi aur uske liye ek pura alag waqt chahiye lekin koi hindi itni itni jandar aur shandar bhasha hai ki wo hamesha bani rahegi angrezi kyun itni zyada matlab why english is such a vibrant language because it's been so hospitable to other languages english mein aap koi bhi shabd leke usme jitne shabdon ki wo hai vocab उसमें कितने सारे शब्द सारे शब्द ऐसे हैं जो बाहर से आए हैं हिंदी में भी ये हो रहा है हिंदी भी दूसरों भाषाओं को एसिमुलेट कर रही है हिंदी बनी रही मेरा मतलब बोल जो बात थी वो इससे टेक्निकलिटी से नेशनल जो एजुकेशन पॉलिसी है उससे हटके थी कि ये एक सैड एस्पेक्ट है कि हिंदी वालों ने कभी हिंदी में इस बात को नहीं देखा अपने वर्क प्लेस में कि हिंदी जो में जो काम करने आ रहा है उसमें वरीता आप उसको दें जो अच्छी हिंदी जानता है उसमें भी वरीता उसी को मिली है जो अच्छी अंग्रेजी जानता है या फिर दूसरी भाषा में तो क्यों तमिलनाडु वाला हिंदी अपने बच्चों को सिखाएगा वो अपनी आंचलिक भाषा सिखाएगा beautiful series Pure, very well even made. i heard a lot about it ah, so it. it's on I, netflix or? oh no no on hotstar that's one and uh, another is ayu story on gurgaon yeah uh, in uh, news laundry मैं तो यही कहूँगा कि अभी मतलब रामदेव जी की जो बात हुई है उसको लेते हुए क्योंकि मैंने इस बीच इलेक्शन कवरेज खत्म होने का कोई बहुत पढ़ाई नहीं किया हालांकि देर इज अ बुक विच एज कम जो ए के रामानुजम की लेटर्स पे बुक आई है इट्स नॉट ए के रामानुजम जो ट्रांसलेटर और राइटर और पोएट थे उनके काम और ज़्यादा बड़ा है वो वाला काम इतना ही महत्वपूर्ण नहीं है लेकिन वो फिर भी ठीक है पर मैं कहूँगा कि इस वक्त जो है इस वीकेंड में नितिन की तीनों स्टोरीज पढ़नी चाहिए ट्रिलोजी जो है वो इसलिए नहीं क्योंकि वो एक रिपोर्ट है बल्कि इसलिए क्योंकि वो मेरे आप मेरे दोस्त हो बात अलग है लेकिन रामदेव जी पे स्टोरियाँ जब हम पिछले पाँच साल से आती जाती रही हैं हमारे सामने और मैं नाम नहीं लूँगा लेकिन एक एक्टिविस्ट ने मुझसे कहा कि रामदेव जी ने उनसे कहा था कि मुझे ज़्यादा चूँचा नहीं करनी है क्योंकि मोदी जी जो हैं वो कहते हैं कि मतलब मोदी जी से मतलब सरकार से था सरकार के लोग ये कहते हैं कि उनके लिए एक कमरा रखा हुआ है कभी भी अंदर कर सकते हैं क्योंकि उनके ये रामदेव जी को ही पता था कि उनके बहुत इलेक्शन से पहले इट वॉज वेरी रिस्टिंग ना ही वॉज वेरी सब ड्यू टू थाउजेंड फोर्टीन ही मुझे ऐसा लगता है कि वो स्टोरी या और स्टोरी से जो इसलिए पढ़ना जरूरी है क्योंकि ये जो पूरा एक पूरा स्ट्रक्चर खड़ा हुआ है इस वक्त इतना बड़ा चेहरा जो रामदेव जी का बनाया जिस तरह से उन्होंने इतना बड़ा जो एक फ्रॉड था डिमोनेटाइजेशन के नाम पे उसको सपोर्ट किया और ये सब किया इसके पीछे का मदरबोर्ड बहुत बड़ा है और धीरे धीरे मुझे लगता है आई होप दैट ही डज इट फॉलो नहीं पूछा सोर्सेज का कैसे इस्तेमाल होता है तो आई लाइक टू गिव एन एग्जाम्पल ऑफ अ बुक जो 
कभी लिखी नहीं जा सकती अनलेस एक सोर्स होता देर इंग्लिश में है देर अ बुक कॉल बॉटल ऑफ लाइस विच इज़ बेस्ड ऑन द लाइफ ऑफ अ विसल ब्लोअर जिसने रैनबैक्सी ने कैसे सालों साल नकली दवाइयाँ घटिया दवाइयाँ दुनिया भर में बेची और इंडियन जर्नलिज्म इस पर नहीं लिख पाया बिकॉज अच्छी तरह नहीं लिख पाया बिकॉज हमारे पास ना रिसोर्सेज थे ना हम लोग को सिस्टम समझ आते थे कैसे किया जाए मेरे ख्याल से खामियाँ बहुत हैं हमारे यहाँ एंड अमेरिकन जर्नलिस्ट इज़ नाउ फाइनली रिटर्न अ बुक डिस्क्लोजिंग टेन ईयर्स ऑफ हाउ दिस विसल ब्लोअर ब्रेक ओपन वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट इंटर कॉन्टिनेंटल स्कैम बैन इंडियन कॉपोरेट एट अ स्केल विच इज फिनल बॉटल ऑफ लाइज आई थिंक दफ आई नॉट मिस्टेकन इज कैथरीन इबान और इबन आई डोट नाउंस एंड द विसल ब्लोअर इज समी कॉल दिनेश ठाकुर आई थिंक इट्स अ फैसिनेटिंग वे ऑफ सेंग वे जर्नलिज्म इन इंडिया कैन गो वॉट विसल ब्लोअर्स कैन डू वॉट ब्रिलियंट understanding and important role they play in indian society and how we've discounted them for so many years great i'm going to go with the recommendation from news laundry um how i got the 2019 elections all wrong so everyone's talking about now how they got it right <laughs> and they're writing essays on this or it coming so i think you should read vivek <laughs> explaining how he got it wrong i would highly recommend of course nitin's stories and a um, lot of them are behind the paywall so you should subscribe to business standard and read them remember that Thank news you. can only survive when you guys uh, that is the reader and the consumer decides to pay for it finds value in it basically place your money in you guys want good news so you got to pay for it so subscribe to business standard read nitin's stories read today's stories and of course subscribe to newsdonread.com our cheapest subscriptions begin at rupees 300 a month which is really nothing it's as good as a coffee in starbucks and uh, um so subscribe step up and i shall leave you with this song i tell you why i can't find you every time i go out to your place you gone fishing oh you know what well, there's a sign upon your door ah uh-huh. gone fishing i'm real gone man <laughs> you ain't working anymore could be there's your hole out in the sun where you left a row half done You claim that hoeing ain't no fun, but I can prove it. You ain't got no ambition. Gone fishing. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. and subscribe to our youtube channel